This is Success Beyond the Score, giving insights and tips to help you learn how to build your music career from the best in the field by Millicent Stevenson. Millicent is a multi-award winning saxophonist and endorser of Harry Hartman's Fiber Reads. She is currently serving on the Executive Committee of the Musicians Union. With over 40 years experience in the creative industry, Millicent has honed her performance and business skills. She provides personal development training and coaching via her online platform, successbeyondthescore.com. Hi, I'm Millicent Stevenson, and this is my podcast, Success Beyond the Score. Thank you so much for joining me for the second part of my interview with Dan Whitehouse. Now, Dan is an award-winning songwriter. He's a multi-instrumentalist and he has an outstanding career spanning 20 years of touring, teaching and composing. Today, we will explore the impact of COVID-19 on his life and career. We'll talk about some of the pros and cons of the safety measures around the pandemic and exchange tips to stay creative, active and healthy in times of crisis. Dan will highlight some career highs and lows and to wrap everything up, he will share some key aspects to keep in mind in order to become a professional musician. Now, due to the circumstances, this interview was recorded through Zoom. So you may perceive a slight change of audio quality between the introduction and the show. But the quality of the content remains A+. Here is Dan Whitehouse. So listen, you're, you're, you're a full-time musician. Um, a very busy full-time musician and that's really really good and I know that before just around February of last year you obviously you flew to Japan for various reasons mm. and then lockdown happened and you're still in Japan right now so <laughs> how are you coping during lockdown uh, with your music that's and, and also it's a distant thing you're like is it 10 hours ahead of us so right now it's mm. about ten hour gap, isn't it? So it's the night time yeah. for you, so, nine hours. Yeah. So it's morning for me, night time for you. Mm. So there's two questions there. How, how are you doing through lockdown? And obviously the international transla- uh, uh, connection as well. Well, in terms of work and collaboration, like the wind's been blowing in my favour. We've all been heading in the same direction, haven't we? Everyone's moved online. Yeah. Um, we've all been. It, well, I call it I call it the glass age I've written a song about it actually I'll share that with you a new one okay um you know these devices they're sort of like a member of the family now aren't they oh gosh yeah <laughs> they've, they've moved in um so how do I get by by a, a daily yoga routine a daily walk sometimes I have to sleep in the day to accommodate I have felt jet lagged at times even though I haven't traveled anywhere yeah just through staying up all night talking to people in Europe yeah. Um, I have a my next EP is a is a joint collaboration with a musician in Denmark that was done. It's been done completely remotely, and I think you can hear in the music the music's developed changed to to fit this working method. Like I was sending Gustav entire songs of guitar and voice, and then he was replacing the guitar with other instruments. So that's worked well because we don't we're not working live, so I can do it. It's kind of like a twenty four hour shift. Because while you know, while one's working, the other one's asleep, sort of thing. Yeah. And then I've been doing a lot of songwriting workshops online. Uh-huh. I have about 
12 people on the core. Uh, we'll do a, um, a full day about 10 till six, a couple of hours in the morning demonstration and a, a break for writing then a couple of hours in the evening where late afternoon, evening where we'll share our work. So it's, it's been a good thing for you then lockdown? No? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's hard to remove the, the sadness that's associated yeah. with what, why we're doing this. Yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, it's hard to remove the fact that so many thousands of families have lost loved ones and are left mm. heartbroken and torn. And, you know, this is a very challenging time for everyone. Mm. Um, early on in, in within lockdown, I heard an interview with a guy who'd lived on a submarine and he, his message was, it's all about routine. Right. And I've tried to adopt that. I've, I've got certain rituals, like the morning pages, for example. Every morning um, when I wake, I write a journal of three pages, mm. just straight off the bat. I'll do like a gratitude diary, just noting down things to be grateful for. You know, I do some technical guitar practice. I do some yoga. I try and my best to eat healthy and stay disciplined but i do feel this frustration i feel like everything is a sort of preparation or a rehearsal mm. and there's never any real payoff like performance and a connection with people mm. yeah and i think that's the downside to it because i know i'm at home i mean i was working from home before of lockdown but as soon as it happened, I felt like I'm being incarcerated. I'm like in a prison, you know, I'm forced to stay in a box and not move. And you can, you can travel so many miles from your home and that's fine. You can't do this. You can't do that. And that sort of side of me where I'm almost, you know, I'm often on a stage isn't, I think I've done about two live shows uh, pre-recorded mainly online. <laughs> oh yeah. It's been crazy. And I, I, I can't wait to be able to get out and be free again. So, um, but like yourself, you know, it's like having a routine and improving my playing. I mean, that's come up a whole heap. <laughs> Time to practice. <laughs> I really have. <laughs> so that's cool. And yeah, you're right. You know, there, there is a downside to lockdown. Of, you know, there, it's, it's been terrible for many, many people. And certainly my family, my extended family has been a couple of people have had caught COVID. Obviously they've recovered not had any deaths so that's been a good thing you know in that respect but not the same for other other families really so that's that's interesting so i know we um you've got full-time career you're very busy um you're working with the labor you've talked about community work so what would you say then is has been a career high for you i don't know if you could think of one or two that'd be great to share those you know what Vincent? i've got to be I saw that question and the first thing that came to my mind was uh, a person called Harry, who okay. in 2012, I'd only been releasing records for two or three years at this point. And um, one thing that's really served me well is house concerts. Okay. Which is exactly the kind of thing you can't do in lockdown. Although we, I sort of have through the streaming remotely been broadcasting into people's lounges, but I, for a long time, I would um, travel the country playing small private gatherings and my songs sort of resonate well in that really intimate space and there's one family in Bromsgrove that became great friends and uh they played I've got this song called Somebody Loves You yeah which is about four verses before the chorus comes in mm -hmm. it's not a radio song it's really wordy it's about five minutes mm -hmm. 
and their son, who was four years old at the time, managed to learn the entire thing. Is this what it's for? All that work. Is this what it's for? All those words. Is this what it's for? Just to beat me down here on the floor. And they put this video up on YouTube of Harry singing Somebody Loves You. I think that still resonates with me as a career highlight, I have to say, because for for my song to make a connection uh, with with a family in that way. And the thing is that, you know, that's a family song for me. I wrote that song about my parents. And then to see that sort of mirrored and reflected back was just a really beautiful happening. Yeah, I've seen that video. I think it's really cool because like um, his parents driving the car and he's in his booster seat or and he's singing along and it's amazing. It's just really cute as well. <laughs> um, a very sad song, I thought. I've listened to the lyrics and thinking, oh, that's such a deep song. And then you have this little four-year-old singing it. It was like, wow, <laughs> there's just so much in that from an artistic point of view. <laughs> that's great. That's great. So listen, if you had to sort of rewind the clock, and you know or get into doctor who's tardis or something and go back in the past what would be one of your career lows that you think actually if i could do this over again i would do it that's a tough question isn't it Mm. just looking at my notes there's nothing here (laughs) (laughs) well perfect everything everything's been perfect thank you millicent (laughs) See you next time. <laughs> um, let, get, let me think. So, too many things to choose from. <laughs> one slide no. in this one slide. Um, and maybe you could think about it as a point of choosing one and the lesson that you learned from it. Maybe we've looked at it that way. What was the lesson you learned? You know, embarking on this sort of music as a career is always going to be challenging, isn't it? I come full circle with it on my last album I had a song where there's a lyric that says everything is perfect all the time and that's kind of my mantra now which you know this man it's about acceptance it's about sort of um, breathing and listening in Mm. to what the universe is, is delivering and accepting that I think my one if there's one regret it would be that as a younger person, I didn't listen in enough. I had some wonderful concerts, for example, where perhaps I didn't take the time after the show to really reflect on what had happened and who'd been present and what an occasion it had been. Mm, mm. And I sort of was always pushing on, striving for something bigger and for the next thing. And that sort of drive and motivation served me well in some aspects, but I think lockdown's given me a chance to pause and look back and reflect and, you know, the certain moments that I could have savoured more intensely. I think that's the thing with youth, isn't it? You know, we're always rushing ahead. We, we always think tomorrow will never come. It's always today, today, today is fine. And, oh, yeah, the next thing, the next thing's going to be best. But as you get older, you just realise it's, Sometimes it's good just to take it slower. 
<laughs> but it's a good lesson. I think it's a good lesson for all of us. You know, when the moments are good, just really embrace them. And I think for me with lockdown, it's been really enjoying my family as being one of the things, you know, because usually I'm rushing around. I'm, they always say to me, oh, well, you're always rushing. You're always behind that computer. You're always doing it. You know what I mean? But just enjoying those moments that are so precious, you know, it's, uh, yeah. it's, a, it's a thing. That's a thing. So listen, you've obviously, you do house concerts, you're signed to a label, you're doing all the things you do, which sounds really, really glamorous. But do you ever feel like, okay, now it's back to the mundane, I've got to go do my shopping and my laundry. Do you find that to be a thing for you or is, or is everything just life? <laughs> Everything's just mundane. <laughs> it doesn't feel very glamorous. I mean, maybe when the way you describe it, it's a bit nicer, but... Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've always driven, apart from the early days that I talked about with Naomi, you know, it's very, very much a sort of DIY level. I'm driving myself to my shows. Yeah. You know, it's all, it's a self-employed life and uh, no different to, you know, the mobile hairdresser or the window cleaner or anybody else that's mm. trying to earn a living and visiting different clients and yeah I see, how I see it yeah I no, see it much the I'm same way but don't you don't you feel that people see you differently your audience see you differently or your hopefully <laughs> I don't want to buy a ticket to see my window cleaner seeing <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's yeah funny. I mean I think that the that there's a necessary veil you know mm. um it's smoke and mirrors and rock and roll isn't it we need a bit of that and that's exciting mm. and mm. I try and indulging that as much as I can mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know I get my hair cut sometimes buy new clothes <laughs> things like that yeah yeah um, make I you know try and express myself fully in the um artwork and the videos that I share of my music that represent my music yeah 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 um I think that's really important I mean I enjoy those things you know it's exciting and fun to yeah to make those things as beautiful as you can mm. Great. So listen, um, what sort of three tips would you give anyone who's wanting to have a full-time career in music? The number one tip would be to listen into their inner artist, develop practices that help you to engage with that voice, find out who that person is, and what they sound like and what they want to say. And that's not to be underestimated. And that's quite a long path, usually, typically. And then it's a people business. Get good people around you. Network in a slow burn, old fashioned manner of, you know, making good relationships and friends with fellow artists, artists and creatives for the right reasons, you know, centered around the art that you want to make. Uh, not just for what they can do for you or what media slots they can get for you or whatever. Mm. Um, so build a strong network in that way. Those would be the two main. Wow. You know, if, if you're in touch with your inner artist and then you've got a great strong network of people that support you through that. Mm. I guess the third thing would be the way that you engage with your audience, you know, to, to be aware of that relationship you're the performer and every every singer needs an audience and that will take some work of one kind or another 
Mm. to develop first of all to develop that audience and then how you're going to address them mm. you've given three really interesting uh tips there my, my cogs are whirling let's start with the audience what sort of additional tips would you give anyone out there who wants to build an audience to start building that audience any tips around that well i think if you're starting completely from nothing mm. i think the age-old principle of supporting more established acts is still a good principle. I mean, in this day and age, it might not be that you're doing that in person at live shows so much, but it, the same principle exists on um, Spotify. They call it for fans of, you know, knowing what genre and what mood your music is and looking at what artists sort of share that and then finding out, you know, how can you connect with those, with their audiences? So whether that's through collaborating or tr contacting their label, trying to get them to put your stuff out, or even through, you know, targeted online ads to their audience, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or, um, you know, looking at the, the color and the texture of the sort of artwork and videos that those artists are producing. And why is that resonating with those people? You know, doing something inspired by that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really, really good. And what about sort of getting in touch with your inner artist? I really love that. What would, what sort of tips would you give to help people to probably start that journey of getting in touch with their inner artist? Because that's all about being true to themselves, isn't it? And being genuine and complete on stage. But what would be your mm. sort of tips around that? It's uh, there's so many distractions in modern life mm. that it's very easy for a day to go by. And for us not to meditate or contemplate or reflect on our own feelings and thoughts and interpretations of the things that we're seeing, mm. there's very little time for reflection. It's, it's sort of just one thing after another. Yeah. So building into your daily routine, first of all, just some thinking time. It could be, but it doesn't have to be formal meditation. I think songwriters need time to digest things that they've seen and you know i find that through taking a daily walk uh through doing some yoga practice through even through doing um scales and techniques on guitar that can get me into a certain different headspace so allowing yourself the space to be creative mm. you know it's not a treat it's as an artist it's your duty and it's part of your working life is to have these hours of writing time, reviewing time, listening time, and to know what inspires you to, you know, what, whether certain books, records, films, indulge in that stuff, let yourself be immersed in it and read it and listen to the music that you love. You know, you can learn so much through listening to inspiring artists mm. um, and, and listening well. I think that I don't think the internet and social media encourages us to listen well at all. No, I don't think it does. I, I find the times when I am, um, when I'm resting, I actually put my phone far away from me or in a different room just to feel like I can rest. Because if my phone is near me, I'm always thinking, is someone going to call, text, do I need to respond? You hear a chime or something. And I have had days when I take a day, I actually switch it off. I just don't want to know. And then you Good feel at like peace with yourself. <laughs> you know, it's 
the IT, it really gets in. I don't know. It really gets in. It really gets in. Mm-hmm. So it's great on one side, but on the other side, I think it's very damaging. You know, um, it is. And let's be honest, it's just sometimes it's hard to turn off, and not least because you're trying to make a living. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I some months it's really tight, or it has been, mm. and you know, I'm reliant on the technology to make the connections, to make contracts happen, and do things. Yeah. And so you. But that's a really vicious cycle as a self-employed person. I think that's one thing to be aware of. So it's great that you are so disciplined with it. Yeah, I've, I've just had to, I think I've had some health issues over the last couple of years where it's forced me to behave myself a bit more. <laughs> and like, like okay. yeah, yeah, I've got, I've got to start because I'm, I used to um, do my, uh, my own social media. I have someone who does it for me now. But it was like... Uh, a rat in a on, a on a treadmill type thing whatever it is you describe it I was constantly yeah. on there posting checking who looking at the analytics looking at this looking at that, and it just eventually just kind of burnt me out and I'm like this is just crazy and when I realized that you just can't win because you can put up a post three times a day but can you do that for seven days of the week can you do that for 12 months mm. of the year absolutely difficult because the computers are not human you know these robots and things will just churn out other things say you must do more you must do more so I got to a point where I think you know I I can't win I can't win I've just got to do what I can do and that's my level (laughs) you know just burn out but so you are right it's really important to to stand still to to digest to do your journal meditation all of that it's really important and and I think as full-time musicians self-employed you are your own boss. You know, if you're employed for another company, you'd get holiday pay and time off. You know, as a self-employed person, you've got to make time to have the time off, you know, and it's yeah. it's kind of hard when you say, you, if you've had a low month, you know, you're there trying to, oh, I've got these bills to pay, I've got to go in again. You get a high month, great, you know, but you've got to yeah. get that balance. And uh, yeah, IT doesn't help. It can help, but sometimes it's a hindrance, but that's my little spiel. <laughs> on that really that's absolutely well fantastic said. yeah yeah absolutely fantastic dan i'm i'm loving everything i've heard today i'm we, you know we're going to be wrapping up but uh um i love that little bit there you're learning japanese and you're saying it's three alphabets so what can you say so far dan Come <laughs> in japanese Watashi wa dan and what what is that i am dan oh dan days <laughs> is that your name dan days that little bit no well, they would say Dan San, but you don't use San if we talk about yourself. Ah, oh. Oh, all right. So that little crash course and a bit of Japanese then. <laughs> no, Des just means I am, but that's just um. different, like word order. Oh, really? Yeah, everything's different, Millicent. Oh, Nothing's okay. the same. Oh. J- Japan's beautiful. I mean, you know, obviously they've, they've adopted quite a lot of European and American culture, but everything's different. Mm. you know things even things that appear the same it's sort of different like they have fish sausages for example okay <laughs> think about that one fish sausages so what yeah, do they make i haven't the... actually tried those yet what do they make the skin I just out saw them in the soup because fish they look well i haven't eaten them but they, they look like sausages right okay but you need to I try one dan and let us know what it's like <laughs> i didn't want to but okay i'll do it for podcast yeah and i'll put a little note in dan's tried fish sausages 
Oh, that's fantastic. So listen, where can people find out about you online, which is your best website or social media platform that people can uh, check you out? The best one is my website, which is dan-whitehouse.com. Cool. And through that, they can email me direct mm -hmm. or you, and all the social media links are on there. Great. And the YouTube's on there so they can see you in action. Yeah, so your, your YouTube's videos. on there, yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Dan, that's been really great. I've learned a lot. I've been inspired by what you've said. And there's some things I think I will be applying to myself as well. And uh, it's just great that you can spend this time. And uh, what time is it now um, in Japan? It's 8.30. 8.30 in the evening. So, okay. Yeah. So it's about um, the time of this recording for me. It's 11.36. So interesting. <laughs> So okay. lovely that you could make the time to have a chat and to share your experience. Thanks for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. And it's very kind of you to say what you said as well. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, no, you know, we've met and we've talked and I just think you have a lot to share. And um, my whole thing is just to help individuals who I'm helping to meet other musicians who are doing it. And I know it, doing it doesn't mean that it's a Rolls Royce kind of experience. It's a I just want people to know the real experience of being a full-time musician, singer, songwriter, you name it, the list goes on. And that there's different ways of doing the music world. You know, you've mentioned community and then obviously you've got the commercial and, I, and that's great. I've never really heard anyone describe it in that way. And that's a really good thing. And, and also the type of people you're teaching. So, you know, people can think, oh, actually maybe my skills are best suited for people with certain abilities, you know, um, I said, just a broad world out there. So great. You know, <laughs> thank you again. Thank you for making the time and coming on. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Fantastic. Absolutely excellent. I've learned a lot just by listening to him. So you know what? Tune in next time for my next guest. And while you're waiting, go over to my website, www.successbeyondthescore.com and download your free e-booklet called Revealed. 25 Secrets of the Successful Gigging Musician, Singer, Rapper and Spoken Word Artist. Bye for now.